All right. Welcome back to the Tom Bernard Show. To my left, we have... Ellie Nick. Tony Price. Andy Rant Bernard. And I'm filling in for Tom Bernard. I'm Cassie Schrader. And we have to go do a quick break, but we'll be right back with the Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. And it's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive is a Minnesota family-owned business. It started in the 50s. It's grown by leaps and bounds, especially in the past few years, and they now have 23 dealerships spread across two states. The Walzer way includes upfront, no-haggle pricing on every single new and used vehicle they sell. If you change your mind, no problem. Check out Walzer's three-day return and 30-day exchange policy. I'm a customer, my family are customers, and many of my friends have bought cars from them. The Walzer way is really different, and I know you'll be pleasantly surprised. For great deals on new or used Acura, Audi, Buick, BMW, Chevrolet, Chrysler, Dodge, GMC, Honda, Hyundai, Jaguar, Jeep, Land Rover, Lexus, Mazda, Mercedes, Mini, Nissan, Porsche, Ram, Subaru, or Toyota, go to Walzer.com, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. news stories we'll probably just go over before our next guest so well trump has declared north korea no longer a nuclear threat yeah they say they're going to destroy it i think they already destroyed one of their sites yep it says president uh donald trump declared wednesday that north korea regime no longer poses a nuclear threat following the summit with kim jong-un even though the meeting pronounced no Oh, produce no verifiable proof that the rogue, I love that, rogue regime will discontinue its nuclear program. I think so, it took a bombastic president to communicate properly with a bombastic what? dictator. I think they feed off each other's yeah, egos exactly. big time. I, so. I said three years ago that if somebody went and offered Kim his own American television show, that he would have just gave up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he doesn't it. want to, like, you know... <laughs> diplomacy his way into like everyone's hearts he wants to be like the guy that everyone's paying attention to yeah they could have just offered him his own american television show and he would have got rid of it all then we could probably negotiate for him and get him one on the russian television network well we were laughing the other day because i mean really a lot of this came about because of dennis rodman yes who would have thought 20 years ago, looking at Dennis Rodman, that he could play a big part in a peace treaty between North Korea, the United States, South Korea, and all of Asia. <laughs> you know, I mean, it just never, it, it kind of... And you know what? I think oh, he still won it for tax invasion, too. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's Rodman? like, he, oh, he owes millions of dollars in tax. I just want to see... I just want to see... $12 million in tax debt. I mean, I could just picture while they're signing this peace treaty for a nuclear, you know, disarmament or whatever they want to call it <laughs> Dennis Rodman's in the background with like a big feather boa on and these big sunglasses yeah, I don't think he's wearing that stuff anymore I don't That's, know we can I think hope. he's past that point I just remember seeing him in a wedding dress it yeah, was I very odd I think he's past that point is he yeah I think so well I got some uh let's see well they got the skyscraping scaling raccoon 
has the whole world biting its nails. All because of this raccoon. This is hilarious. I'm thinking the news services are starting to disintegrate if they're only able to come up with stories about a squirrel on a skyscraper. Raccoon. 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 And they caught him. He's... Safe yep. now. It says the raccoon safely scaled a 23-story building, and maybe he can accomplish anything we could put oh our God. minds to. The world has never been so concerned about a raccoon. On Tuesday in St. Paul, Minnesota, what started with a little local interest exploded into a worldwide cheering section as a lost raccoon, unable to get back to ground, decided that the only way out was up. Throughout the day, it slowly scaled the side of the city's UBS building, taking rests on ledges and even hamming it up for both interior and exterior cameras. So, yeah, I mean, people were taking pictures of this thing in their office windows, and he's just kind of grooming himself. I thought a raccoon was out during the day, though, that they usually rabbit. Not yeah. all. No, yeah, this does, well, it's, yeah, I it thought looks, it was a nocturnal creature. It looks young. I think it might have just been too young to understand that what it's doing is dumb. Oh, there's a cute picture of him curled up on the ledge. Looks like he's taking a nap. <laughs> I think he's just an adolescent raccoon, and you know. <laughs> it's and I even saw on Twitter somebody hand drew one of those skyscrapers and the big raccoon trying to touch like the whole uh, uh, King Kong. <laughs> movie poster yeah somebody instead of kong it's a raccoon that, that will be a meme tomorrow <laughs> Yeah, they already have videos of people taking video of this thing crawling up the side of the building i'm i'm shocked that he did not fall yeah off. somebody's going to photoshop some helicopters into there and some fighter jets and it'll be a oh, meme yeah. tomorrow oh yeah but you know i think the world needs a feel-good story like this you know that's probably how trump was successful in his negotiations, he said, well, let's not talk about nuclear. Look at over here. we got a raccoon on a 23-story well, building in St. Paul. But that's all, all politicians do. You that. wouldn't want to nuke a raccoon, would you? <laughs> <laughs> they are cute. They are cute, though. Oh, they're cute yeah. until until yeah. I've had yeah, until a baby close. raccoon before. No, they're really cute until they go in here or they get yeah. to that age uh-huh. where they want sex. They will destroy you. Yep. And I mean destroy you. They, they turn are they vicious, go feral. Man. Yeah, they yeah, are I, vicious. I have, they I, will rip. They will rip you to shreds. I have absolutely <laughs> no desire to personally prove that. No, I, I'll they, take your word for it. It takes, I, and you know what? It, it just sucks because you get really attached to them. Because it takes about two years. Yeah. From yep. birth to to where they go in the heat, it mm-hmm. takes about two years, and they're the most loving creature in the world. It's, They'll just let, hug on your arm all day, and then one day you'll go where you keep it, and that thing just will just destroy you. Well, so, that's you know, basically I'm, what happens with humans. You know, look at yeah. a ten-year-old versus a thirteen-year-old. How <laughs> different they are see i'm just totally happy just keeping my sunglasses on all day on the bike and i'll take them off at dinner time and somebody say you look like a raccoon and that's enough for me mm-hmm. that's as close as i need to go like a well, reverse raccoon well the, this little raccoon he's got a big cheering i mean people are saying why is my entire feed obsessed with this raccoon five minutes later <laughs> come on buddy you can do it i mean it i think i think we're striving in this day and age well we're starved for entertainment yeah, and, and maybe we all need to work for this. Well, no, I, really I think we're starting for just entertainment. America's entertainment has just crashed and burned. I mean, that's why I, I love the. <laughs> it has. I, I can't has. argue with that. It either. really has, man. It's crashed and burned. I mean, I don't know if you watch the if anybody bothers, but if, did you watch the Tony Awards? No, no. It's just. It's just about sums it about. It just. It's just disgraceful. It's they're, they're, yeah. they're not entertainers. The, the nope. entertainment industry is not. They're not entertainers anymore. They all have a message and, and want, mm-hmm. you want to, want to ram it down your throat. Yeah, and a raccoon isn't going to do that. So right. people are like, oh, thank God. Yep. Well, you I'm mean it wasn't a Republican raccoon? <laughs> I don't know. I would not be surprised if people started somehow making it political. Oh, yeah. They'll if try. They, if they haven't, I will. Well. Somehow. He's cute as hell. I'm looking at a picture and he's just oh, looking baby, up at the camera. Young raccoons are really cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why didn't you get it spayed? <laughs> oh, it wasn't. Well, it was my friend Billy Calway, who's passed away now, but he had it. He had it, and uh, I thought I think he looked into that. It's I illegal think the same to thing, keep one. Yep. They're, yeah. They're not have, but I think the same. I think they still go. They still go crazy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. And, well, and even the, if it doesn't go like you know, even if it doesn't hit puberty and go crazy, it's still. It's going animal. to learn how to open your cupboards it's a wild and animal. open up your refrigerator, sure. and there's nothing you can do to stop it because it has hands that it can climb. Yeah. So it's like, you know, imagine a dog that can get into any of your cupboards at any time. 
Yeah. Yeah. You, I have like, one of those. You know what? It's same. It's a, a, kid? a, it's a dog. A, it's the same oh. with it's the same with bears. People that have bears as pets, like the bears they use in the circus. Oh yeah, so, young bears are really so, like. So, so yeah, I have a friend cute. that he, he he was a type uh, type uh, high rope walker, uh-huh. and uh, he worked at Circus Circus in Vegas for years, and he always did a bear. He he rode on a bear's shoulders, and the bear would walk the tightrope. And he told me, uh, the only can keep those bears for six years. And I said, why? What happens after six years? He said, after six years, they'll destroy you. Yep. They go, they'll, they'll, they'll just rip your head off. And he said, so he had a bear that was like five years and like five months old. <laughs> and in part of this act, they put the bear in a cage on the main floor. And he's up on the wire by himself doing pole act. So he's up on the wire and he sees the bear out of the cage. It got out somehow, mm. and it went and sat right on the stage. It just sat there, and he said, the whole time I'm up on this wire, you know, 100 feet in the air, all I can think about, this bear's going to freak out and start shredding people in the first row. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because that's what happens with wild animals. They bears eventually out, go yeah. wild. They turn mm-hmm. back to being wild animals, no matter how much love. And people can't comprehend it because they were so loving, and they were so much your friend. Yeah, there's just something yeah. that but happens to them back that to be wild. Yeah, they just turn into. And there's nothing you can do about it. Well, but, it's like, did you know I, that if you took a pig, and just put it out in the forest and left it there, it'll grow like thick, coarse hair all over, and it'll grow tusks, and it'll turn into a wild boar. Yeah, Florida has a million of them. Yeah, literally over a million wild boars in Florida. Yeah, like they can somehow sense that they are wild animals now and become a different animal. It's, it's amazing. There's over a million, <laughs> it's amazing. There's over a million of them in the wild in Florida. Over one million wild boars. I don't think it's a real big leap for for uh, pigs, though, because I mean, not very many of them are trained to eat at the table with you or go no, even yeah. get the mail or the newspaper slippers. But they say pigs slippers. are great pets. They're super smart. Young pigs, yeah. 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 Young pigs are really smart, and then yeah. something happens. They said they're smarter than dogs, right? Yeah. Smarter than a dog. Yep. But then uh, suddenly they but turn they into just. But they taste better this... than dogs too. I've never eaten a dog, so I wouldn't well, know. Yeah, I guess I <laughs> well, I might have. I don't know. Your, your yeah, you ancestors figured it out countries. for you. You, it, go, you the, go to Asia, they have this stuff called a hot pot. And it's just a pot of stuff yeah. on the table. And the first spoon I put in there was an eyeball. I'm like, I'm good. Oh, <laughs> my God. I'm never going – never eat anything in rural Asia. Oh, well, China, Japan is fine. Yeah, Japan, Japan's totally rural fine. Japan, uh, rural China. Yeah, no, no, they bat. Is, isn't that where they very common? Have kitty on a stick there. Yeah, oh. yeah. They, rural they, China, they'll eat anything. Yeah, anything. Because they're so poor, it's like if they it need lived, to. If it lived, they eat it. Yep. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> no. Seriously, no anything. vegans there. No bugs, yeah. rats, you name it. If it lived, they'll eat it. It's it's weird how disparate rural and urban China are. It's like going back in time, like three hundred years. But I tell you what, some parts of rural China, you look, you can go on the internet, and look at pictures of rural China. It's beautiful. Well, yeah, and yeah. I mean beautiful. That's one thing is it's unspoiled by giant skyscrapers everywhere. You know, I, I we still have beautiful places in America. Uh, Montana Mon- still yeah. has just amazing uh, Glacier Park, Livingston, all all around that area. It's just drop dead gorgeous. Lately, I've been thinking that that's probably where I'll end up, somewhere oh, in the mountain time is zone. Spectacular, spectacular. See, Andy, you should come with us on the ride and pick the spot. <laughs> we'll see everything. So you just mm. pick the spot yeah, that works yeah, best for you. If you Google when a rocker visits Montana, I did a whole ad campaign for from Montana, and uh, Montana is spectacular. But it's very expensive to live in Montana. Yeah, I was thinking like you know, unless Wyoming you wanna, is cheap. Unless you want to live in Butte. Well, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, like Wyoming, like you know, half an hour outside of Cheyenne. So. Oh, Cheyenne's awesome. Yeah, the so town that, of Cheyenne's awesome. That and would be you great. Know what? Cheyenne's very inexpensive. Yeah, you can get an apartment there for three hundred fifty bucks a month. Yeah, no one wants to live there because that's. I like. Just... I actually like the town of Cheyenne. There's all these old hotels, like from the eighteen hundreds, that are still like intact and they're still open. I think I'd like it. But you know what's weird about Cheyenne? It can snow in like yeah. the weirdest months. Like it snows whenever, whenever it wants to snow in Cheyenne. Oh, it's a weird state in general. It's like, you think Wyoming, aside from thinking that there's no one there, it's like, what do you think? I caught a big snowstorm there in September. Hmm. This is perfect that Andy put my bike back up finally after all these segments. No, I... <laughs> Bob's been here the whole time. Just... No, I, I, I fell asleep. On Wednesdays, I, I do the Jim Bob Sports Jamboree with Vikings legend Chuck Foreman and Chuck and Jim Rich and uh, uh, Mike Smith, who has his 
one of his players was involved in a great story that went viral. One of his ball players, and then Danny Cameron easy. But anyway, the timing is terrific because I will. When are you going to be in? Wy- I'm going to be in Wyoming, Tony, um, the week July 13th for that week because my son is at the. He won the state high school rodeo championship oh, in cool. trap shooting. So he's going to be there for that, and we're going to be out there that period. When are you well, that be sounds there? like a lot of fun. I'll have to wave at you. I think they, I'll be they, somewhere around Washington, D.C. Well, you have to change it. Second week in July is the <laughs> East Coast. They do trap shooting in the rodeo circuit? Yeah. I did. I go to a lot of rodeos. I've never seen trap shooting. Well, it's a high school rodeo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's got to be outdoor rodeos. Yeah, I, I go to outdoor rodeos. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you went to one. Because they used to have the when they would come to town, they'd do it at Target Center. They do it at Target Center. Well, no, they do one at uh, over in St. Paul. The Hamill Rodeo is the, the closest real rodeo that comes to the Hey, Minneapolis. Buffalo's got the real, real yeah, rodeo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Hamill, I thought it was a Sani. They have them all over. As a matter of fact, this weekend <laughs> we're going to uh, one national. This, the finals for the high school in the you know with horses and bulls and the riding rodeo events for the championships are this uh, Saturday in Hugo. But he won a few weeks ago in Alexandria for trap shooting. So I, I got to tell a story because so PBR is the big bull riding yeah. rodeo. So I met some PBR, the, t- the top people in PBR, and they took a liking to me. Like, oh, come to, we're going to bring you to Vegas with us to the national championship. So I go out there, and uh, it's all cowboys, you know, all cowboy hats, cowboy boots, and there's Rocker Me. And I'm just like looking. So they go, hey, we're going to take you. We got, we got uh, tickets and backstage passes to the Country Music Awards, which is tomorrow night. So I'm like, all right, and I don't know, I don't know a soul in country. I couldn't name one person, and I go there, and it's I'm like in the mix with all the top country people, but I don't know who any of them are. <laughs> <laughs> so they're introducing me to people, and I, they expect me to be like, oh my god, and I'm like, hey, I don't know, how's it going? Because I have no clue who they are. So. Uh, my, and of course, my my other half, Nancy, she's a country freak, so she was mad. She wasn't there. She's like, I can't believe you got to meet them. And, and I'm like, I could care less because I didn't know any of them. Were. But it was fun. Country, the the rodeo people are good people. Uh, do you want to take them out, or should I? Yeah, well, well, I was gonna just say we'll okay. be. Uh, oh, we have to go to break, but I got a um, pretty cool news story. Um, I'll just say a deputy saved the day by hurling something at us and subdued the suspect. So we got to figure out what he threw to subdue this suspect. What can't do you wait. think it could be? I can't wait. I can't <laughs> think it's a raccoon. Was it a, no. can of, a can of beans? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. We'll find out when we come back on the Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. Welcome back to the Tom Bernard Show. Tom is not with us because he just became a grandparent for the second time. And Andy, congratulations. You're an uncle for the second time. Yeah, to a baby boy. Nice. It's cool to have a boy nephew. Yeah? Yeah, because you can, you know. I've actually got 80 of them. 80? 80 nephews? How is that even possible? 80. 
you want me to tell that story right now? Here's the deal. I have 12 brothers and sisters. I have oh. five brothers and seven sisters. You're wow. not kidding about 80. Yeah, now I get it. No, my parents, who are 86, both of them are 86 now, have somewhere in the neighborhood of 156 <laughs> descendants. Goodness. Grandchildren, oh, wow. great-grandchildren. God bless I think them. there's four great-great-grandchildren. So your nephews are both first, or nephews and then grandnephews. Yes. And, and nieces. great-grand-grandnephews. Yeah. I don't pay attention to that stuff. You know, we're at a point now, we got that many of them. Half of them could even, walk in the room right now, and I wouldn't know. recognize yeah. them. Yeah. Well, it must be hell to shop on Christmas for you. <laughs> Christmas cards? I turned Jewish like two years ago, just to, <laughs> just to make that easier. Well, wait a minute, that's 12 days then of every day giving a little present. They didn't change. They're, yeah. stri- they're all strict Catholics. Oh, they don't get Hanukkah they're, presents. Are you kidding? The Pope calls my mother for advice. Mm. That's how Catholic my... Yeah, my grandma was insane. Yeah. My Catholic. grandmother was, too. Yeah. 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 And that's There's why everybody. I have uh, like I have more cousins than I can name. I don't know. I don't know my cousins. I, I wouldn't. If they walked in the room, I wouldn't yeah. know who they were. Dad yeah. has a lot. He has six brothers and sisters, and my mom has like three... Yeah, so you know, not not quite as many as you, but there's still that's well, a lot not of only, cousins. Not only does it add up, you know, I haven't looked at my watch or checked my email for a couple hours. There might have been another one this born is how people, while I was sitting this here. This is how people date, end up accidentally dating somebody they're related to. Hmm. Yeah, I, my family. wife is from another country, so <laughs> oh, your yeah, family's fault. Very, well, very serious, unlikely. That, it could happen. I mean, you got that I, many people I can related. only take responsibility for myself. So my wife is from the Dominican Republic. Have, I'm good. Everyone should only be allowed to have two kids, and that's it. Now, like baseball players, can you trust your wife's age? Because they always they they knock a whack like five years off easy when they're ball players from the Dominican. Uh, since I can't quite follow what you're talking about, I'm going to say sure. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is they... they no, ball players in the Dominican Republic, they lie about their age. If they say that oh. they're 21, you can count on them being 26 to 30. Right. Whoa, well, my wife won't say her age out loud, and neither will I, but I will tell you this. She looks considerably younger than she is. Well, then maybe hmm. she went the other... Well, she might have said she was older to get here, and she's actually younger. Uh, well, she came to study here at the University of Minnesota... At the Not age of eleven, in this decade. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I I look a lot younger than I actually am too, so I get it all the time. That's like, right. We thought you were like twenty two earlier in the show. No, I wish I was, but no. You don't wish you were twenty two. Trust me. No. Well, see if you would have terrible. introduced yourself to me as Winifred at the beginning. I yes. would have never thought Winnie. that you were Winnie. under twenty five. Yeah, you said you were Winnie. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. It, it, it's an old name. It's it an is. older yeah. name. What was um, it? What was the TV show that had the Winnie? Uh, Winnie the Pope? No, the girl Winnie. <laughs> Scooby Doo? No. And Winnie uh, too? Oh, Winnie no. Cooper, uh, Wonder Years. Wonder Years. Yeah. Yes, I get yeah. a lot of the Winnie Cooper. Yeah. So you're not twenty. See, every time I see your husband, I think Cradle Robber. Yeah. No, I. <laughs> well, I mean, there still is a considerable gap there. Yeah, we're but... fourteen years apart, but I'm I'm going to be thirty-seven. No. Yeah. You're a middle-aged woman. I was born in 1981. Yeah, yeah, she's a little bit older than you me. You have not a single wrinkle, and I don't think you're Botox because you can move your head. <laughs> you have lines that move. I don't go out in the sun. Well, if I do go out in the sun, I would do wear sunscreen. So uh, I've done it well, you're not, Nancy's 37, too. I always say you're a middle-aged woman. She gets all mad. But it's true. You're a middle-aged woman. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> 37 is not middle-aged. Uh, not really anymore. See, if you're optimistic well, the, what, like okay, me, I'm middle-aged now. Age, what's the average age right now of a woman in America? Uh, let's I think see. it's seventy-eight. Wait, well, you that, mean like a lifespan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The average age in America is very different from the average. Well, lifespan. that's the case. And it would be in the forty if it's close to eighty or above eighty. Uh, life expectancy in the U.S. Probably. seventy-eight. So, so technically thirty-nine. You're halfway there. She's not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> almost. I'm almost over the hill. No. You, you've got forever until you're middle-aged. Now, does yeah, your mom ha- also look young? Well, she, well she's passed. But, uh, she I'm did, sorry. Yeah, she did look young for her age. I mean, probably just within the last couple of years, she started showing her age. Um, but, yeah, she's always looked young. My dad doesn't look like he's going to be 71. So do you have, like, well, the, the like Dorian Gray, the photo in the attic <laughs> that ages and you stay young looking? I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I mean, I... I know we have longevity on my mom's side. I mean, granted, she died young, but uh, she also had cancer. So I think that played a huge part. I'm sure she probably would. My grandmother, though, she, her mom is still kicking, and she's like 90. So mm. yeah. yeah, We had five generations of women alive all at one time. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, all the women lived to be 100, and all the men 
Drop dead 75. <laughs> it gives that's it... why the women are living longer in your yeah, family. Yeah, that's why. He's the finally gone. Yeah. <laughs> All the men were paying the ass. Well, so. I can quickly read this news story because I find this funny because I'm just getting a mental picture. Uh, before you do that, though, when yeah. I sat down... You were nibbling on a uh, cupcake. A blueberry muffin. A blueberry muffin. That thing would have been gone in like 15 I seconds if that. I so busy. My God, you've had hardly any of it. Do I've you? been hosting you, a show there, you, Bob. Hey, where, it's going to last until August. I know. Where did well, you get the blueberry muffin? A holiday gas station. Oh, <laughs> it oh was, so it's a good one. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I like their bakery stuff well, at I'll, holiday. I'll, I'll give something for, to holiday. It's one of the only gas stations that sells uh, really good gasoline. They have they have gasoline that doesn't have any additives in it, mm. and it's pure real gasoline. It doesn't eat your rubbers in your injection system of your cars and motorcycles. Diesel too? Yeah, I believe so. Nice. Yeah, I love Holiday Gas. They're a local company too, right? They have, they have ethanol so. free, ethanol free, one hundred percent ethanol free. Well, I try, I try and support local companies. Like I go, I shop at Cub because they're part of Super Value. I, I only put Holiday Gas in my bikes because it's ethanol and- free. Like, if I have to go and get more of an expensive cup of coffee, I'll go to Caribou versus Starbucks because Caribou is a Minnesota company. Yep. So I try and support Okay, what is it? What's a drink? What's a coffee cost at a Caribou? Because Chuck was telling me just like a little while ago. Six, five, six bucks if you well, get a large. Well, Chuck, his girlfriend said, or his fiance, why don't you take that money and put it in a jar? He had over 150 bucks. Because he would spend almost six bucks a day. Oh yeah, yeah. it's oh, easy. Yeah. I normally don't shop. I, I normally don't get coffee at those. But, but if it's the only place I can get a cup, I'll go to Caribou. It. I just get regular coffee, and those usually run about two to three dollars for a yeah. medium sized cup. So it's when you get to the lattes and the frappuccinos and the fancy ones that you're yeah, kind of you get getting up there, up there yeah. in price. Well, can't you get the forty four ounce coffee at Holiday? Yeah, forty-four ounces. We used to get the giant cups. <laughs> oh you just fill God. them up. Well, I got the twenty ounce, and I think it's like a buck twenty-nine or something. Because like they that. have for their soft drinks. If you got the big styrofoam, the big gulp, that would ha- the big gulp of coffee you well, could McDonald's, do. What, McDonald's has a really good coffee now. I think it's ninety-nine cents. Yeah, but it's like piping hot when you get it. Right, I don't know how people coffee, can though. drink coffee right now. Coffee supposed well, to be served. Oh, I can't yes. drink it when the it's the second Wawa. See, Wawa people don't understand Wawa. <laughs> oh, I grew up Wawa owns. The coffee business on the East Coast and Dunkin' Donuts. Yep. Mm-hmm. Once they come, and they're coming here, they're coming mm-hmm. soon. Once Wawa and Dunkin' Donuts comes, everybody else is done. Mm. Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts has done. Good Everyone coffee. else is done. They're over. Didn't they're Dunkin' Donuts? They, they came they here like went. 30 years yeah, ago they or did, something. They were. They I remember one, in, last one might have been in Richfield. You go on the East Coast, there'll be four corner intersection, and all four corners will be at Wawa or Dunkin' Donuts. There's Wawa's <laughs> everywhere. It's incredible. <laughs> but they are amazing stores. They have anything you want. Well, they, make fresh was right. they make fresh sandwiches, fresh everything. Holiday is based in Bloomington, Minnesota. Yep. So there you go. And I, and I, I can't stress enough how bad ethanol is for your car and motorcycle. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. It eats, deteriorates anything rubber instantly. Well, and they say it's cheaper, but you it, it burns it, it hotter, is, so you go through gas just as, but it, it even faster. On, on a motorcycle that's carbureted, you have a little needle and seat and has little rubber tips on mm-hmm. the end that stop the gas. Yeah, motorcycles in particular. rubber off yeah. in like that. I mean, in a month. That rubber will be gone. Keep that in mind when you're traveling. I don't have a carburetor on my motorcycle. You got fuel injection, but no. you still should use non-ethanol gas. Because well, it, I do, and I also injectors. use the the high octane stuff yeah. too. Yeah, I tried to hit yeah. the high octane, the 95, 96 octane. There's one up near near uh, Echo Speedway. I tried to hit those. Cassie, I didn't mean to take you away from the story over the. Oh st- no, no, it started no, with a cupcake. I, I, to, I know, sorry. I know. Um, well, I. Just, <laughs> I'm just yeah, like I said, I'm getting this mental picture. Uh, Pan <laughs> yeah, Panama City, Florida. You might say the hammer wielding suspect got bushwhacked. Uh, the Panama City News Herald reports a Bay County Sheriff's Department threw two cans, not one, two but can. two cans of beans and helped subdue a man threatening people with a hammer inside a grocery store. Major Jimmy Sanford says the cans of Bush's extra brown sugar baked beans were an alternative to using deadly force. And they're big cans too. That's yeah. a big can. They're like this the family big. size. Yeah, hurt. Oh, you should so take somebody in the head out with, with that. You could. You oh, you could kill somebody. Well, you yeah. must bring in a guy who was on the, a shot putter in high school to yeah. throw that. Even, well, it says even initial. A pitcher, even a baseball pitcher. <clears throat> 
take somebody out. Can That'd be beans. tough, though, with, with a big can. Smaller can, yes, you can take them oh, out. The, the bigger can. Even the regular can is a pretty good size. That'd be a football player, quarterback. It's not like a regular can, like can of soup size. It's like bigger Oh, they're can. huge. Yeah, it's they're big. picnic size. And, uh, no, those, even the regular cans. Yeah. I mean, regular bushes make beans. Taller, they're a little bit yeah. bigger, yeah. Beans got density, too. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, this initial <laughs> reports Thursday say the suspect had a gun. But it turned out just to be a hammer. But he allegedly attacked three law officers with it. A video obtained by the newspaper shows Sanford hurling the cans at the suspect who was arrested. Authorities say 25-year-old Justin Tyler Stanford is charged with assault with a deadly weapon on an officer and other offenses. Court records didn't indicate Saturday if Stanford had a lawyer. I gotta be honest with you. They should have just taken him out. What redeeming thing could this man offer to society? A good prison story. Can you imagine going to prison and saying you were yeah, taken out by a can of beans? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. This right outside of Minneapolis yesterday, state troopers tried to do a traffic stop on a suburban, and the suburban stopped, and the cop walked up to his car, and the suburban took off, and two state troopers start chasing him. He got off, I think, at 46th. You can probably Google the story. And he crashed into a park with a bunch of kids, killed a child. Oh, I saw he wow. did kill one of those killed, kids. Killed one of those kids. Then got out of the suburban and ran. Uh, state troopers did catch him. Yeah, here the, we go. The point, the point of me even telling the story is people don't understand the city of Minneapolis itself has disbanded their traffic division. You cannot get pulled over in the city of Minneapolis for any traffic violation. You just can't. It's almost impossible because the cops that are in their cars in the city of Minneapolis are all doing 911 calls. So they will not take time out of doing a 911 call to pull you over because you didn't use a blinker. But state troopers now are getting closer and closer to town on the freeways, taking up the slack, pulling people over. For, for minor traffic violations, to find drugs and guns. And, and they did find a gun. He did have a gun. Yep. And and he ended up killing somebody. Well, the kid isn't dead. They I, are I, in critical condition, but I, we don't know how I it's... saw one thing said one passed away. This Star Tribune says one in critical condition, one less seriously hurt. What, when was What's the time article? on timestamp? Yeah. Uh, about a day ago. Yeah, I saw the one that said that the kid passed away. No. I could be wrong, but I saw a news story that said he passed away. Well, in other news, we have Kaylin on the phone. Oh, Kaylin's on. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> yeah, sorry, you, have, you kind of have the B team today. I, I really hey. enjoy hearing what you're talking about. It's so. no slam on you, Bob, I it's promise. Me. I was saying it for Tony and I've admitted to being on the C team all day. So. Oh, the A-plus team. Yeah, as long was... as I'm on a team, I'm happy. Well, Tom Bernard is the host of the show, but today his daughter had... Her baby boy, so he is now a grandfather to a little boy. Congratulations. And no matter what his parents name it, he said he's going to call it Tommy. (laughs) (laughs) So Kaylin is on. That would be a cool name. Yeah. Okay, your book is called Raising Strong Daughters, What Fathers Should Know. And I think this is very important because for me as being, I was a daddy's girl. And one -hmm. thing my dad taught me, even my mom taught me, I, I was a tomboy. But I, I did a lot of things that normally girls didn't do, and I, I really connected with my dad, and I learned how to work on cars. I learned how to fish and do all these things that normally boys do with their father. And they raised me to say, well, just don't ever depend on a man to do the job. You should learn it for yourself. So, That's good advice. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, and I think this mm-hmm. is very poignant for, for men to connect with their daughters because a lot of they don't have that connection because they're not interested in the same things and all that stuff. So unless you're Italian, Italians work the other way around. Oh, do they? The father oh, and the yeah. daughter bond, and the mother and the son bond. That's just the way yeah. it is in the Italian world. And mm-hmm. I had all boys, so yeah. I'm not. I don't. If you're know Italian, how... it's not the case. The <laughs> I got father a... and daughter go together. And mother. I have daughters that bookcase three boys: mm-hmm. a 23 year old daughter and a nine year old daughter. So. You know, why don't mm-hmm. we uh, why don't we take a, a quick break and mm-hmm. we'll come back with yeah, I gotta uh, go too. Kaylin Gow. Well, Nick, LA Nick, thanks yeah, for. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll see you guys next week. Right. And uh, we'll take that quick break. Come right back with Kaylin Gow and hear more about her book. And I'll tell her uh, things I've learned by having two daughters. So maybe for the sequel. Okay. All right, we'll take that quick break. Be right back. Okay, we great, are here thanks. with Chris Lindahl. What's the latest? Chris Lindahl Real Estate, the real estate brokerage, is yeah. finally here. We've declared our innovation independence. 
your innovation <laughs> independence. You're you're dressed independently today. I will tell you that. That's you look good, man. You look great. <laughs> Thank you. And we also have something super exciting for KQ listeners. We are going to give away a free listing side commission now through June 29th. How does that work? So, so we're going to sell someone's house for free. What? Yeah. That's yep. pretty good. Yeah, and it's just a way of saying thank you. And KQRS has been amazingly supportive to the Chris Lindahl brand and now to Chris Lindahl Real Estate. It's a way for us to say thank you. It's also not a bare bones offer. So everything that Chris Lindahl does to get you top dollar for your house, we're still going to do. And we're going to do it potentially for free for one listener. Now, how do people get that done? How, how, how do they qualify for the – was it a drawing or what is it? it? Yep. So it's so it's a drawing. So you can go to chrislindahl.com. That's Chris with a K. And you can click on the free listing side commission giveaway tab to sign up. Or you can call 763-401-SOLD. That is a wonderful thing. And when, uh, when do they need to do this buy? So the deadline is June 29th. June 29th. And how do they do it? They go to chrislindahl.com. That's Chris with a K or call 763-401-SOLD. And I just want to say thank you so much for all of the support during our transition. We're super excited and we're bringing innovation to another level. It is a wonderful thing. Chris Lindahl. Thank you. You're a good man. I remember when my older brother came home from Vietnam and how proud I was to be seen with him in uniform. I'm a huge supporter of our military men and women and always have been. I've also got a soft spot for women and children. Lincoln said in his second inaugural speech that we should take care of the wounded and care for the widows and orphans. That's exactly what the Gold Star Ride Foundation does. This summer, the Gold Star Ride Foundation will travel across the country visiting Gold Star families on an ambitious adventure to help those families and remind them they are not forgotten. I made a commitment to help this organization just like Weston Choppers, Northlight Color, and Print Media Minnesota, and you should too. It's pretty easy to do. Just visit www.goldstarride.org and click the donate button. Many of my listeners already have, and that's great, but let's not forget, we're all in this together. www.goldstarride.org. Today's a good day to do it. Be proud of our veterans and their families. Make a contribution today. We're back with the Tom Bernard Show. Tom is enjoying the birth of his second grandchild, little Tommy, which hasn't, he hasn't gotten that name yet, but Tom swears he's going to call <laughs> yeah. the kid Tommy no matter what. Yeah. Uh, so congratulations to Tom and Catherine, his grandparents, and Andy as an uncle for the second time. And uh, Alex and Dan. And Alex and Dan, of course, yeah. the parents. I guess they were involved. And Fawn is a big <laughs> Fawn sister. Fawn is a big now. sister. Who else did we forget? Um, well, Tony Price is here. And, uh, but uh, I had nothing to do no, with that. Birth. Not that. But Kaylin <laughs> Gow, who can tell us about uh, raising daughters, because uh, well, Cassie, you you can give a little more information. Kaylin can give information too about the book she's written. Yes. Well, it says women have traditionally uh, traditionally represented the highest percentage of consumer books about love, marriage, and parenting. Um, but you also found out that men have been followers of yours, so you decided to write a book geared to them, especially when it comes to parenting daughters. Yes. Okay. And I co-wrote it with my husband, who is a attorney who uh, worked in corporate, uh, Fortune 100 corporations as a employment lawyer, so he dealt a lot with sexual harassment cases and also discrimination cases and um, gender discrimination. So so he provided some of the legal backbone for this, and he's also a very good, strong father to our daughter. So, um, and, um, so it was co-written with a man's perspective and also from my perspective as well. And I'm known um, for writing strong female characters in all of my books so um we decided team together because that's the best way to present this book (laughs) did you say daughter or daughters one daughter or several okay how old is she but we have we have um we have all girls in our family (laughs) in our relatives so nieces and everyone else so this is for all the daughters that we know what is the age of your daughter now She's right now 12 years old, but um, she overcame a lot um, since birth. You mean health issues? That's a totally different story. She had autism. Okay. She has autism. She's on the spectrum, and she has overcome that, became a straight-A student, top of the class, 
um, and very strong, um, independent-minded. And she also just co-wrote a book with me that was published about a month ago. And um, it's, it features a strong lead female character well, uh, who is... Um, into science. Mm-hmm. Well, I commend you on that. I am also, my oldest boy is autistic. He's considered Asperger's with high functioning autism. And it takes a strong parent to um, kind of help them find a way through life and how their mind sees it. Because they do see the world mm-hmm. in a totally, completely different way than, um, I don't want to say normal, but somebody who doesn't have uh, the sensory Mainstream. issues. Yeah, I mean, it, it they... And, you know, I find it fascinating. I, I look at him, and I can just see the wheels turning in his mind. And it, it's just a fascinating thing. And he not, he's so um, – he doesn't let things bother him the way a normal person does. He just – Mainstream person. Yeah, he's, he is at the, right. the proper term. I mean, like, he just – he's just so happy and just I – mean, he just skip. He's a skipper, so he likes to just skip it. He's just jolly all the now, time. And d- did either of you – Cassie or Kaylin see the final episode, and it's been a long time since I'm but of St. Elsewhere. Are you familiar with it? No, I haven't. Well, it was a great show. Did uh, you see it, Tony? No, I didn't see it. Or Andy? It was a great show about a hospital, no, but the, the very last episode, it showed that the show was never a show. It all took place in the mind of an autistic child mm-hmm. and like a little globe he had that looked like the hospital. And it was, it was incredible. It was one of the best endings to a series I've ever seen. Because it was on for a number of years, and it was just a great way to end it. Because the the people who were member or in the show was like his grandfather and his father, and you know, and an uncle, oh, okay. and you know, people that were in his life. But he isn't that the show that made Clooney. It is, I believe, it yeah. was saying elsewhere. So it's. Uh, but I don't remember that ending. Yeah, it was a great ending. Okay, Caitlin. Uh, one ah. thing I wanted to ask you. So what what mm-hmm. is the different uh, dynamic relationship between a father? And a daughter versus a mother and a daughter that you've experienced. Well, well what I've experienced is that um, my fa- my husband is really close to my daughter, and I'm really close to my father. So, um, and in fact, my father always encourages me and supports me. And and um, recently, um, just last year, he was head of a cultural event that um, he was helping. Well, he was helping a president of, he was helping the president of Taiwan to put together a cultural show in America, and it was um, staged at, uh, it, it was staged at the Pasadena Civic Auditorium, which is where America Got Talent is also on stage, and I ran it for him. So he gave me the confidence to do that, and it was a success, it was for charity, and we brought in thousands of dollars for the um for um american uh, for the um a women's cancer breast cancer charity so that that was something that that it was such a big event it had a lot of media coverage and and yet my father allowed me to do this um just something he knew that i didn't have as much experience as he did but he allowed me to do it and it was stuff but that's just one thing it's Fathers giving daughters the confidence that they could do anything a boy could do. That is one of the things that that fathers can instill in their daughters more than a woman, uh, a mom could, because it's coming from a man. And mm-hmm. so, um, and it's a different type of perspective from, uh, unfortunately, girls see advice coming from a man differently than advice coming from a woman. So that's why... Fathers play a very important role in developing their daughter's self-esteem and confidence. Um, for instance, my husband treats my daughter um, like like she's not not just a girl, but she could do anything a boy could do. So um, it's whether it's martial arts or or like how to fix something or <clears throat> or asking for something or negotiating for something. Um, he gives her the confidence to use the tools available to help herself um, get heard. And so that's, that's something that's very um, important for a daughter, is you know, that the father stands by her. You know what's mm-hmm. interesting, though, Kaylin? Do you have sons as well? 
Or it, it, it's your daughter only? Um, I'm a daughter. I'm only a daughter. <laughs> okay. Because as a father of five, two daughters and three sons, uh, I think when mm-hmm. you have one kid, when you have boys and girls, each one thinks the other one is getting more and better attention, even though they're not. <laughs> you know, because that's just mm-hmm. they, they always feel like they're they every kid wants to be that quite frankly with all five of my kids we always when we're alone with them you, you know you're our favorite just don't tell the others <laughs> we do the same thing in our house yeah <laughs> so but i mean so you're still that way <laughs> well I, I hope you've you know let your daughter know she's the favorite even though there's no other children in the house you'll always be the you're such yeah. a favorite we're not going to have any other children <laughs> so you can hit them with that. but it is i mean mm-hmm. it, it's just an interesting dynamic between kids in the house and the other thing that's interesting like in my house the uh, the two oldest fight, and the two youngest fight, and the middle one, he bridges fights with the two oldest and the two youngest because he's they're twenty three, twenty sixteen, twelve, and nine. So he is sort of in that wow. middle ground or that uh, that no man's land. So he he pings and pongs between the two different age groups. It is interesting about mm-hmm. girls having them because I I've been accused by my wife of uh, you know of showing more attention to the boys. Well. In some ways, it would seem that way, but, I mean, I'm taking them, like, to trap shooting. Mm-hmm. I'm the one going with them. Mm-hmm. My wife coaches cheerleading, so I'm not going to take her to cheerleading, my 9-year-old. Well, so it's a tough balance for that. I go to support her by going to the events. Well, I mean, being – I was, I mean, a daddy's girl. I mean, I remember as probably the youngest as age is three. I mean, I used to sit and watch – the Vikings games with my dad. Um, he took me fishing all the time. We would work on cars together, and I've learned all these things. And, and it had gotten me to the point where it gave me the confidence. Now I coach my son's youth football team. So, and and Great. people look at me and like, "You're a mom. Why are you doing this?" And it's like, "Yeah, it was scary. I I don't know how to coach football, but it gave me the confidence to take that step." To say, I can do it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to label myself I can't because I'm a woman. I don't identify with that. I just identify with my life experiences, especially with my dad, because, like I said, I was a daddy's girl and a tomboy. And it just, um, I think it's very important for men, especially, to give that confidence in their daughters, especially in this day and age where women are so sexualized. That's all they're. Yes. From from a perspective well, of seeing what they see, that men only look at women as a sexual being versus. Quite honestly, I wish my both of my daughters didn't have so much confidence. <laughs> it shows itself in they uh, even the nine year old considers her our equal. You know, the twenty three year old it's just so far gone. You know, in terms of being our equal, and but they'd lose sight of the fact that they there is sort of a parent child thing, and I think. I think the natural tendency of every parent is to spoil their kid. And so, so do you deal with that in your book on, you know, fighting the spoiling part? Yes. That's something I do address. In fact, one of the things that I, I emphasize is do not spoil your child. Do not shelter them to the point where there's so innocent they can't handle tough situations when they're growing up. Um, for instance, um, you got to teach your kid how to deal with adversity because that's going to happen throughout life. And if they could get up when they've fallen and um, learn how to handle tough situations, then they're going to grow to become a very successful, um, resilient adult. And that's, that's something for both genders. Kaylin, you want me to, and maybe for the next book, uh, the best activity <laughs> a child, boy or girl, can do, because my kids have all done it, uh, to learn mm-hmm. about life. Let them show mm-hmm. horses where it, we go to national shows, and in one class, all of my kids have done it. They win a national title. Very next class, they get the gate, which means right. they didn't even finish top ten. So it's it's mm-hmm. that, you know, you're talking about in several hours, they're having a lifetime of ups and downs. And that's really good for these mm-hmm. kids because they know everything is not a reward. Mm-hmm. So, I, mm-hmm. I mean, if, there's probably other sports, too, I'm not even thinking of. Well, but I was a figure a skater good, for... Uh, from the age of three to 16, I was a competitive figure skater. So there are those times in my, you know, and my dad and my mom both gave me, you know, if I didn't do as well, it was a lesson learned. Like, what did I do wrong in this program that I can fix? So next time I go out, I can do a better job. And they very, they, they instilled at me at a young age that I'm not always going to be perfect. 
You'll always be perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. You know, my, but as long my, as you My take oldest that is 30 failure. next week, and I've been teaching him his whole mm-hmm. life that it's okay to fail. Mm-hmm. And that's difficult mm-hmm. when they're little. Uh, and Well, he's mm-hmm. a boy. Not that it really much matters, except that we're talking about fathers and girls. My baby is a girl. The youngest child is a girl. Mm-hmm. But uh, even at mm-hmm. like a year and a half old, it's okay to teach him that it's okay yep. to fall down. It's okay to run into the wall. It's okay to make a mess. It's okay to screw up. Well, Kaylee, you know what? Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're starting to run out of time. Tell us where they can find your book. Everywhere, I'm guessing. They can find, yes, everywhere. It's available now for pre-order on Amazon, Barnes Noble, Kobo, and iBooks. And um, it's very topical because right now the Me Too movement with sexual harassment going on, um, it's just something in there. I have devoted a special uh, chapter or a couple of chapters on what to do if if a girl or a young woman or a woman of any age encounters that situation. And um, it's, it's going to be out there. Um, I've experienced it myself um, when I was younger. So it's just something that's more modern and topical about some of the situations we're facing today as women and why fathers need to step in and, and help raise them. And it's Kaylin, K-A-I-L-I-N-G-O-W, Gal. And Cassie, give them the name of the book again. Yes, the book is Raising Strong Daughters, What Fathers Should Know. And I will post a link to your website as well so people can check out some of the other books that you have written. Thank you so much, Kaylin. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. And we want to go back to Tony, Tony Price, who's going to be doing going to 49 states on our our drive. 49 are scheduled. 49 are scheduled for the Gold Star families. But earlier we were discussing whether or not we were going to have phone service in Canada, so we might have to... Make it to only 48. <laughs> and we still got two days with our uh, affluent benefactor who's matching um, all donations until Friday at midnight. So, so what's what goldstarride.org. Goldstarride.org is the place to go, and you can support Tony on his uh, on his journey. Through, that's a, a, good for you. Congratulations. Yes, thank you for on doing your, something your like service that. and helping out people that need it and, and making I'm people. glad I could do it. Putting the word out there for forgotten families. And Tom will be back at some point. No, he'll be Assuming, back. Assuming, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, the Tom Bernard Show, I thank you for letting me take part in several of the segments. <laughs> uh, on behalf of uh, Andy and Cassie, I'm Bob Sansevier. You just keep listening to the Tom Bernard Show. We'll talk to you later. <laughs>